Welcome back to another episode of Marketing, Management, and Money. I'm your host, Ryan Owens. And I'm your host, Ryan Murray. Thank you for joining us on this episode. We are going to dive into some of the quirks and weird things that happen with money in small business. Uh, <laughs> you <and> know, kind of, <laughs> yeah. money just makes a mess of everything. Yeah, it really does. Like if you could just go and do what you want to do and not have to worry about that ever-present, you know, making a buck. Right. I, it just... I, if the world were a little more altruistic. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. And, and, you know, there are entrepreneurs who they, you know, social entrepreneurship where they're not doing it for the money. Yeah. And, you know... That's, that's becoming a big thing. It is becoming a big thing. But unfortunately, the reason why they're able to do that is because they have enough money that they don't need more right. money. <laughs> and the people that work for them still need money. <laughs> right. So kind of weird, but that's what we're going to be diving into today. There are, some, there are a few little quirky things like that that I think are, are interesting to talk about and very relevant to our listener base. So yeah, um, I want to kick it off with... One that I think uh, is a common misnomer, okay. uh, misconception in in our society. Uh, you hear so often that money doesn't buy happiness. Oh, okay. And I, to a point, I disagree. You okay. know, and there's even a country song about it that talks about. I I don't remember exactly what what it is, but uh, not a huge country fan myself, but. Something along the lines of maybe money doesn't buy happiness or, or whatever, but this boat sure does, you know? <laughs> and it's like, yeah. Yeah, it does. Okay. So 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 you're gonna disagree like yeah. a, across the board you disagree? No, 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 or? no, no, no. Definitely to a point. I mean okay. Okay. it's like so I, so qualify I'm, this. Sure. I'm not exactly hundred percent sure where I feel like this number is or where it lands, but um you know, if you're this struggling college student and you have that same pain your entire life, like mm-hmm. that gets old. And I mean, you can only you can only push like that or stretch like that for so long before it, it wears you out and it wears you down, man. Sure. And that's on an emotional level, right? And so that's kind of where I get into, well when you're a college student and you're making eight, 10, 15 bucks an hour, which 15 bucks an hour might be awesome for a college kid. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of pain there. And then you take that college kid and get them out of college and they start making their way up in the world. And, and all of a sudden they start making some decent money and things get a little bit easier. You know what I mean? But then there's all these other things that come along you start to have kids or you buy a house or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and things get tied again. And, you know, the more money that you make up to a point, it that money will help relieve stress and help relieve burden that you carry in, in your day-to-day life. And, and as entrepreneurs, this affects us directly with not only like our home life and everything, but in the ways that we start up our small businesses. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a key aspect to entrepreneurship, I feel like, that is so vital for entrepreneurs to be able to push through those financial struggles and everything. And I feel like that's kind of this, almost like a maybe a third wave, if I can call it that. You know, like you have your struggling <laughs> college years, and then you have your struggling, struggling early 
adult life years and then young you married in, kids sure kind of and stuff. then if you get into entrepreneurship it's kind of like this third wave of struggle <laughs> here we go again right? but each time hopefully you're making your way up a little bit and then all of a sudden you're 65 and retired with millions and yeah those millions are probably at some point like those millions aren't buying you any more happiness but up to a point i think there's some form of relief or happiness or whatever you want to call it to be had with having a certain amount of money. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm going to throw some, some thoughts out there. Sure. And one is it was a study that I read and, and I, I'm doing the classic don't, I'm, I'm just going to paraphrase and, you know, probably put my own spin on this. And so th- this is not good quality, you know, <laughs> quoting here, but, but the, the the study suggested it was actually agreeing with what you were saying. Uh, it, it, it suggested that if you're in poverty or in a poverty situation, money actually does buy happiness. If you're out of a poverty situation, more money does not make you more happy. Yeah. And I wish that I had the source on that, and I wish that I wasn't just randomly pulling it out of thin air. So if, if one of our listeners can find, you know, that study. Uh, it was several years ago. Um, I, I would love that. But I am going to agree with you on the sense that if you're at a certain point in life where you're constantly struggling to to make ends meet, then, you know, that's, that's going to add a lot of stress into your life. And when you've got that stress, it makes it hard to to cope with other things going on. And a lot of time, you know, entrepreneurship will add that level of stress. Even if you right. are financially secure, um, you know, I, I I was working with this uh, with this client once, and he had a he had a, a good paying job, and it was taking care of all of his needs. And he quit his job to start his business. And everyone was like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And I talked to him and he said, I I was miserable working for the man. Yeah. And, and you know, and so he, he launched out on his own. But he was happy, but the stress that it put into the family life, you know, it, it, it just changed one element of stress for a different element of stress. And, exactly. And, and so, you know. I, I think it's important to understand, you know, why we do what we do. And a lot of times when people get into entrepreneurship, they use money as a way to gauge their success or, you know, to, to be driven. And it's like, oh, okay, you know, we've got to hit 10 million in sales this year. Why? Right. Because you have 10 fingers on your hand and you yeah, know, million sounds so like a big number. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like really at, at 10 million is, is your business now complete? Are you now satiated? Did, did you yeah. solve a, a, you know, a, a global problem or did you just come up with a round number as kind of a arbitrary target to go after it? Yep. You know, and so I, 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 I think what I would like to kind of throw out there is as entrepreneurs, when I was working with, you know, all these people coming in and wanting to start a business, hardly ever, in fact, I can't recall a single time where someone honestly, money was their top reason for wanting to get into entrepreneurship. 
It was oftentimes that they wanted the freedom, they wanted the creativity, they wanted to prove something either to themselves or to those around them. And it, you know, it, it rarely, if ever, like I said, I I can't recall a time when someone's like, oh no, I need more money and this is how I'm going to do it. Right. I think, I think in times of stress, that's kind of a go-to for a lot of people uh, when they don't have enough money is they think, well, I need to branch out. I got to do something extra. I got to have this side business or, or I got to start up this entrepreneurial venture that I've always been wanting to do. You know what I mean? Uh, But ultimately I don't think that that's either why they wanted to start that up in the first place or that ultimately won't be why they go through with it when they do. Yeah. So, yeah. And so, okay. That makes me think you, you wanted to talk about, you know, kind of some of the quirks of money. Yeah. And there's another quirk as, so we've been, we've been looking at this from the entrepreneur's perspective, but there's a quirk that I really want to talk about and that's how you manage your employees. So you're, you know, as an entrepreneur, you've got employees and there's this, there's this weird phenomenon that I saw time and time again, and I'm going to explain this and I want to get your take on it. And then I'm going to share some of my experience here. So this happened often, often enough that I started noticing this. And that is that I would see these entrepreneurs and they would have a, an employee that started, you know, looking like a shining star and, and they were starting to do some good things. And then they would go in and they would give them a big old fat raise. And within about six months, they'd fire them. And really, yeah, and it wow. happened that's interesting often to the point that I, you know, when when someone would come in and they'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, I had this person that was working out and I had to fire him. And I'd be like, let me guess. You uh, thought they were really good. You gave them a fat raise. And then shortly after their performance tanked and then you finally decided that you needed to let them go. And they're like, How did you know that? I'm like, because it happens. It's weird, but it happens and it happens often. So I kind of want to get your take a little bit, and then I'm going to share my perspective of seeing this happen a couple times. In fact, I even have a personal example that I'm going to throw in, but let's get your take here. Yeah, that's, I've, I don't know that I've ever seen that. Of course, I haven't worked with a lot in that kind of a realm of uh, hiring and firing employees. Um, Yeah, that's interesting. I, you would think that with that, uh, okay, so I, I think there are two situations in which you give somebody a raise, right? Either A, they've been doing awesome, and you're like, hey, here's a raise, you're awesome, high mm-hmm. five, right? <laughs> or the other side of it is, I'll give you, they come and ask you, right, or, or something to that effect. I'll give you a raise, but I'm giving you more to do, or, yeah. I'm, you know, you're going to take on X, Y, and Z if, if I give you that raise. Okay, now I've, I've got to clarify a couple things. I'm not talking about just giving a raise, you know, like if you give someone, you know, five, 10% raise, this didn't ever happen. It had to have been a substantial raise, a big bump. Okay. And it had to have come from the person really craving it, wanting it, expecting it, looking forward to it. Those are two clarifications that I need to put on this. So again, that makes me think of like, it's this goal that they're striving for. Like, Oh, if I make my sales goal, I'll get an extra, I'll meet, I'll meet that next tier uh, for my salary or whatever. Or if I, you know, 
get these certifications. I'm really going to push for the certification so that I can get this big bump in pay. Like mm-hmm. to me, that's where those kinds of things come in. Right. Yeah. Uh, but again, oftentimes I think with getting certifications or moving, you know, we, we you, you hit the president's club five years without fail. We're going to bump you to a senior sales, whatever. Right. Right. right, right sure. But, but with that, with either of those scenarios comes more responsibility. And I don't know that people are prepared for that. Like they would want to be. Okay. Uh, I think a lot of people get used to the jobs that they're working in and kind of go through the motions and yeah, the more, more money is, is definitely appealing. But once you get on the other side of that fence, it's a completely different ball game oftentimes. And, and a lot of times I would think that unless you have worked closely with that employee, it may not be a good fit for him. So I don't know. That's so, maybe a small percentage of, I, I, of I was gonna where say, it's going. But you actually did a great job of covering a lot of the things that are kind of happening on the fringe. But there's there's a core piece here. And, and I'm going to give my personal example. Sure. So I had an employee that was working for me. And, you know, when, when we brought him on, they – they came on not getting what they wanted. We, we just weren't in a position to offer them everything that they wanted. And we said, Hey, you know what? There, there's some growth opportunity and, and we can work with you and, you know, try and expand the position and, and, yeah. and see what we can make happen. Right. And so they came on with that understanding and they, they did a good job, you know, but there was always this, Hey, I need money. Hey, I need money. Hey, I need money. And so, you know, they were doing a good job. So we decided to um, give them a, a raise and we wanted to bring them up to kind of where they wanted to be. Yeah. And so we came in, nice big fat raise, brought them up. And uh, within six months, I ended up firing this person because as soon as I gave the raise, the job performance tanked. And this is what I really want to get at. This is a red flag that I would tell anyone to watch out for. When you hire people, look and see what their passion is. Are they passionate about your company? Are they passionate about making a difference? Or are they passionate about making money? If they're passionate about making money, then that to me is a red flag. And if they start to get obsessed with making money, then if you give them a raise, what will happen is the expectation will not align. The, the amount and the expectation doesn't align. And as soon as it doesn't align, they start to check out. And they're yeah. just like, oh, yeah, whatever. And, yeah. and, and I've, I've seen it where it's been dramatic, where people have had to fire. And I've seen it where it's been more minor, where someone's gotten a raise and then they're just like, oh, okay, well, I got what I wanted. You know, why do I need to keep pushing if, you right. know, my whole goal was to get the raise and they told me that, okay, here's your annual raise. So I'm not getting anything for another year. Yeah. Why do I need to push? You know, yeah. and, and so I, I guess what I would talk uh, to our listeners and, yeah, and tell gonna, them. I was going to say, so how do we, how do we avoid this? Like, <laughs> how do you not, I mean, obviously not giving fat raises is, is kind of what you're talking about here, but how do you appropriately reward those employees that are 
kick them out and take a names. You know what I mean? So, so if you've got someone who is way underpaid of where you want to get them, the first point that I would suggest is bring them up often and little as opposed to once and big. So, you know, if you after, you know, a- after the first three months, if you go to them and say, hey, you've been doing awesome. I want to increase what I'm paying you. I'm going to increase your salary. I'm not in a position to do a whole lot. And so I'm going to increase it a little bit. Um, but I still want to, you know, I still want to see if we can't do a little bit more. And so you've hit your 90 days with us. Right. Here's a little bit more. And, and yeah. then that way, they're not thinking to themselves that they have hit all that they're, you know, they didn't climb to the top of the peak. They're still on the trail, right. you know, making that, that upward progress. And then, you know, again, in six months, hit them up with, with something else and, uh, you know, uh, show, show your appreciation, appreciation that way. Another thing is if you really have someone that you want to reward and you are looking at giving them a big old fat raise, I would start by giving them a pretty healthy bonus. One time doesn't go on the long-term effects of payroll Mm. because what will happen is when you give them a bonus, you can kind of see how they react to it. Yeah, in terms of quality and performance. Yeah, if, if all of a sudden you throw a couple thousand dollars their way and say, hey, you know what? You really did a lot to help our company. Here's a bonus for you. I appreciate you on my team. And, you know, that, and and usually when I do a bonus, I'll tell someone, I'll be like, I feel like you're worth more, but this is what, you know, what we're in a position to do. And so, you know, I just, I just want to show some appreciation uh, to you and just say, thank you for all of the good work that you do. And, and, and there's a little bit of psychology that goes on that this person is now, you know, they're, they're, they're still motivated. They're feeling appreciated yeah, as opposed right. to here's your raise. Oh, that's what you think of me. Yeah. And you know, just, I or, don't know. Or, ra- oh, I got it. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. now I got what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah. I think there's another option or another aspect to it that, that can be taken advantage of too, that I've seen work really well um, is it also gives you an opportunity to, to, let them know that you're on their side, right? Mm-hmm. And you could say, you know, like you said, I know you're worth more. This is what we can do, but I'm going to keep fighting for you, essentially, yeah. right? And if you have that plan in place to to update their salary or, or whatever, often, and in small doses, like you were saying, it, it shows that, right? And it reinforces the relationship. And hopefully with that, again, the, to the psychology aspect of things, hopefully with that, it'll solidify that that level of performance or even improve it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So here's another thing, and we kind of started off this way, and this is kind of the last thing I want to wrap up with, but it's sure. this whole idea that if most people if if most people aren't motivi- motivated by money, like money doesn't buy happiness once you hit a certain level, if I'm already meeting all of my needs and you come to me and say, okay, here's another raise, at some point, it's got this diminishing return. Oh, for sure. And, you know, there are so many ways that you can reward employees and make it more meaningful to mm-hmm. them. You know, I, yeah. I think of things like, 
uh, I've seen people where they have given, you know, extra days off, like comp days. Right. If, you know, if someone is thinking to themselves, man, I just work and work and work and work. And it's like, hey, you know, uh, instead of a bonus, I'm going to give you an extra three days off. And, you know, now you have some, some time to go be with your family and rejuvenate. Yeah. And, you know, oftentimes it's more affordable to the company. Yeah. The employee comes back more refreshed. Right. You know, uh, you can do flex schedules, work from home options. You know, you can, you can put together so many different ideas that aren't just money. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I had one guy that uh, when I was going to college and I was kind of working my way through school... Uh, my supervisor, uh, he would always take us out to the movies and we got to do it on the clock. And I'm like, you know what, honestly, so he's paying for the movie ticket and, you know, popcorn and a soda and he's doing this for his department. So, okay, a hundred bucks there. And then we didn't have to clock out. And so $300, right? 300 bucks once a quarter to get his whole department thinking, this is awesome. Yeah, right. (laughs) I'm like, exactly. wow, at 300 bucks, think about a raise. If you came to someone and be like, I'm going to increase your, uh, you know, your annual salary to, you know, by $300, like, whoopee, you know, that's five cents an hour. Thanks, man. Well, and I think there's more to it than just the money at that point. If you can generate ideas that are meaningful to your employees, because I mean, honestly, this is going to vary so widely and drastically between different companies and different positions within that company. You know what I mean? Like salespeople are going to react differently to certain bonuses than your accounting team sure, or, or whatever. And so it's like, if you can take the time and figure out what is meaningful for those teams or those members of those teams, then yeah, I mean, there's so much more value that you get out of every one of those dollars that you spend uh, just because of that ability to build the morale, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's huge. Like, so, so okay. that goes a long way for people. <laughs> and I know, you, I know you've seen this one. What happens when the owner wants to build morale and they force it's it's the forced fun. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly, when you were talking about the movie theater thing, I was like, oh gosh. Oh, see, see, I loved burnt. it, but yeah. you're saying that you wouldn't. Yeah, I'm totally. I'm way more introverted, and and I don't want to go hang out with everybody in my department. Like, I mean, I'll be friendly and stuff in the office, but my idea of a good time or something that's gonna like refill my bucket isn't going and hanging out watching a movie with these people, right? Sure. And so... And there are a lot of people that they're like, uh, I've just spent every day this week with you. I don't want to spend the weekend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, I mean, I've had... Uh, I had an employer once where we went down to a trade show and I was rewarded with um, some extra time down at this trade show and they paid for some some kind of side bonus things. You know, they... Um, Dude, you're making this sound all shady. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Well, I don't want to be like, hey, I'm trying to be all professional and whatnot, dis- not disclose or embarrass or whatever, and getting made fun of for it. Jeez. That's what I get for being political. Yeah, I know. So we went down to this trade show. The employer paid for a couple extra days in the hotel and meals and a couple of fun things to do. And so, and my family was able to come down for that as well. 
for me, that was excellent. Like, I loved that. Yeah. And the only way you're going to find this out is to actually get to know your employees. Yeah. You know, you got to ask them because some people they're going to, they're going to be like, dude, uh, save all your money that you would have spent on that and just give it to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just, just cut me the check for whatever you would have spent on those hotels and meals and I'll just take the money, you know? Yeah. And other people that doesn't drive them at all. Yeah. Yeah. And, and make sure you know your employees. I, I've, see all too, I've seen all too often where uh, a small business owner thinks that they know their employees well enough to get them something or do something for them, and it's still that, oh. Ooh, that's, that's hard. Yeah. That's really hard. So, I mean, maybe just at least run it by and be like, hey, I'm looking at doing this for you. What do you think? Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with flat out going to someone and saying, would you prefer that we do a company activity or would you prefer a bonus? Yeah. Just flat out ask them. And I, you know, every time I have done that or seen it done, the employees have appreciated it. For sure. You know, because then they get to pick what they want. Right. You know, so, so, you know, money is a funny thing and there's uh, there's a lot of goofy things that have happened in the name of money. So if you've had a funny experience with money, please share it with us. We'd love to hear kind of uh, some of the things that you've done right or even some of the things that you kind of screwed up on and, uh, you know, share that with, uh, with us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We are on Twitter at MMM small biz. That's B I Z. Or you can check us out online, marketing, Thanks guys.